0: Hello, everyone. Happy New Year, and welcome back to another episode of Choom and Chill. Uh, I'm solo again for another episode to start the new year off. So hopefully, Bingu can join me sometime soon. Uh, Today, though, I present to you the ultimate K-drama review and a final thoughts episode. And this is for a drama that literally just ended, so I am on top of my game and it is for the combined final thoughts of alchemy of souls seasons one and two as an entirety episode of Chum and Chill, I had mentioned that I'm not usually a fan of period, huarong or fantasy K-dramas, or anything really heavily inspired by the xianxia genre from Chinese dramas. I'm also not a huge fan of lengthy dramas either, because I have a tendency to watch a lot of things at once and then forget all of the things that I'm watching, and then I've got like a ton of dramas on hold because I, I gravitate towards the new things and then forget about the things that were currently airing that I was watching. And the first season of Alchemy of Souls alone was 20 episode, something that I ironically didn't find out until much later on in the series, thinking that it'd be over by episode 16. And then like somewhere in the middle before we hit episode 16, I was like, something doesn't quite feel right with the pacing of this and that's when i realized i just wrapped myself into a 20 episode drama that being said the 20 episodes never dragged on and each week left me wanting more enough so that by the time season one ended i had the worst case of k-drama withdrawal i have ever experienced yet and now that the series is over i have withdrawals again because i was like my children these are my children in this show so all that being said i was actually tentatively hooked on this drama from the very beginning ironically enough instagram gave me a netflix advertisement preview for this drama which i've never had happen before and i literally was like ooh what's that because the female lead and in the preview it was goyun jung as naksu looked so freaking cool uh and then it it showed her before it showed her switching over to Mudok's body as Jung So-min, which plotline-wise, just in that preview and advertisement, had me curious enough that I was like, you know, this isn't usually my cup of tea, but I'm going to try it. Come to find out, despite this not usually being my favorite type of genre, I was honestly surprised at how much I loved this drama, both seasons one and two. So before I get started, for those of you unfamiliar with the Netflix show Alchemy of Souls, it's a Hong Sisters drama. They are extremely popular screenwriters who have penned some similarly very popular shows, such as My Girl, You're Beautiful, The Greatest Love, Master Son, A Korean Odyssey, although I don't think that one was as popular, but it's a well-known name, and Hotel Del Luna. Alchemy of Souls is their latest work set in the fictional world of Daeho and follows the story of a powerful mage assassin, Naksu, whose soul ends up accidentally trapped in the weak body of Mudok. To keep her identity a secret, the young master from the prestigious Jong Zhang family, Zhangok, takes her in as his servant and secret master. The two work together to change their destinies, but in the end are met with a fatal ending. Um, Sorry, there's going to be spoilers in this. Season two, though, follows Jonguk as he returns from death through the power of the ice stone and a larger plot is at work due to a powerful priestess being reborn. But in the body of the priestess lies two souls, and one of these is Naksu, who unknowingly seeks out Jonguk, so she no longer has to be a prisoner in her own home, and he helps her to reclaim her identity and memories. Um so the drama stars some familiar faces including Lee jae Ok, Jung So-min, Huang Min-hyun of Newest, upcoming actress Go-yoon Jung, Aron of Oh My Girl, Shin Sung ho and Soo from All of Us Are Dead, Jo Jae-yoon who's played some villains in the past and is pretty popular, and more. Overall, between the two seasons, I think my favorite thing about this drama really is how consistent it was. Alchemy of Souls does a great job of sticking to its internal mythology and setting things up for closure. That was received in part two. And I know there's some questions about, was it really closure? There's still some holes. Like, it was slowly paced. But, like, overall, despite the downfalls and some of the problems that I may have had with the drama, which I won't go into too much detail on... I do think that this was a well-produced and well-thought-out drama, and I am well aware that online there was a lot of back and forth in season two about how something could happen, what is going on, and how something was possible, and so that's some of the little things I was mentioning, and even I myself sat there getting upset over things, like how Jin Booyun later defeated be found out as Jin Solran could be so selfish as to reclaim a body that also technically isn't hers since she was born as a soul shifter through the power of the Ice Stone, where her soul was trapped. But when I look back at things that happened in season one, everything was really there in front of our faces the entire time. Like some of the most smallest details, even down to who Jin Buyun truly was, despite being, quote, reincarnated. Every interaction we got with her in season one, she was always very silent and mysterious, like this greater being. And as much as some of the things said and done by her in part two frustrated me, it was all hinted at. As for many other things throughout season one in the drama, it all kind of came back around in season two. And thus, that's why I like how consistent this drama was. The Hong sisters never seemed to really forget the minute details and hints they'd given us, although the viewers, myself included, often did. And honestly, it's impressive that they didn't. There was a lot to keep up with. From the start, the show literally throws us into the thick of a very different fantastical world and very with very different laws and rules. But from the start, it also does a great job at educating us in broad strokes and teaching us about this world and this very broad but main idea of shifting souls. And although I may have had questions and often found myself questioning things, I overall thought that I had a pretty decent grasp of the world and the story despite all that goes on, even up until the very end. And now that I'm sitting here thinking about how it ended and all the things that I missed, and was likely upset over I never once really felt like I didn't know what was going on and in fact I had a bunch of theories that like I never thought to voice because I was like "Eh." and now that I'm looking back on it I'm like dang it I wish I had some had someone to talk to or just like throwing it out into the world on Twitter because there was a lot and on the production on this aspect production wise I thought the world building was astounding. One of my least favorite things about fantasy dramas is how badly done and fake the CGI feels, almost to the point of being comedic because it's so unrealistic and so not, you can't really imagine what's being done happening. But Alchemy of Souls is stunning in their cinematography and action scenes paired with the CGI and deserve a special mention at the making of the drama being so detailed and enjoyable to watch. And I thoroughly felt sucked in the whole time. And also, I'm so sorry for stumbling over my words there. I, like, lost my whole train of thought. Uh, Secondly, the writing is another one of my favorite things about this drama. The world building in of itself was a task all its own, especially for a drama so heavy on the side of fantasy. But everything about the world of Deho made sense, which was extremely impressive for the amount of episodes and for being an hour-long TV production and not something like a book where you can really put things into writing and, like, describe it in full detail. There was also a wonderful balance overall between the dramatic arcs and overall writing mixed in with spots of comedy and levity, as well as action. It was thoroughly well-balanced and I never once found myself with my interest wavering because it has a little bit of everything for everyone, I feel like. Um, Even if you don't like this type of genre like me, there's a little bit of romance, a little bit of action, a little bit of drama, and comedy and it just balances out really well so i think anybody could really get into this the writing in terms of casting as well is very well done i love to see that the character development of some of our core casts was not just limited to the male and female lead but also to the many of the side characters and even some of the like very very minor characters that is just something that i always really appreciate is seeing that the two leads are not the core of the story and that everyone kind of helps tie it together. And to give a lot of the side characters the moments that they deserved and the writing that they deserved and the growth that they deserved, I just was really appreciative of of that personally. Um, And on the note of characters, my third and final favorite thing about this drama was the overall casting. The cast does an astounding job at conveying these characters well and making you either love them, hate them, grow with them, question them, or all of the above. The cast really does the best at bringing to life these characters, and I think that whoever casted them was just spot on with everybody. Li Jeook's Jiang Uk was intense yet charismatic and a nice mix of both clever and dumb. Huang Min Hun conveyed soft but serious cellule very well, enough that sometimes he was too moral and kind of slightly annoying, but you could also ultimately understand where he was coming from and his good intentions. But he was also one of those like perfect boys in a hypocrite way. So he was one of those characters that you kind of flip-flopped for. Shin Sung-ho made the crown prince Wan a lovable character overall between his charisma, seriousness, and comic portrayals. And of course, there were moments, especially in season two, that you were like, do I trust you? Do I not trust you? But honestly, Shin Sung-ho just portrayed Go Wan and I don't want to say purity because he wasn't the most pure character. But like his intentions and how he was just a good person very well, even without... Like actually visually seeing it on screen, like through his actions, you could just kind of feel it. Like it it came out as a vibe, I guess is a good way to put it. And then there's Yuen Su. He is one of my favorites that was casted in this drama. Uh he really blew everyone out of the water, especially me with his portrayal of Park Donggu. Uh, especially after having been introduced to him and all of us are dead, his com- character here was a complete 360 and he was the perfect mix of charming lovable and dumb that I usually fall for in a character and just to see him go and do that stark contrast of a character after first seeing him in all of us are dead I just was so amazed with his acting skills and I hope he gets a lead role soon because he totally deserves it and I'd love to see more from him and I know I've mentioned this before but like His acting. Go watch both of those dramas because his acting is like wow. Arun, as well, did a wonderful job with Jin Choyun, and the character development she went through was visible and portrayed well. She went from one of those annoying characters that kind of matured into herself, and I really just appreciated that of her. And honestly, as annoying as she kind of was at the start, just because she was really babied and pampered and spoiled, she always had like a very pure intent. And I think it was just wonderful to see her grow throughout the series. And lastly, our female lead, comprised of the dual portrayed roles of Jung So-min and Go Yun-jung, both did an astounding job. Uh, I know Go Yun-jung, a personal favorite of mine ever since I saw her and he is psychometric, received a lot of unnecessary backlash for taking on the lead role in part two. Despite the whole thing seemingly being planned out long before Jung Min took over the lead role, who, in case you don't know, was actually played by another actress entirely. Jung So Min probably had a contract for the second part where it overlapped and she couldn't help and like play the role, reprise it, uh, because she honestly just stepped into this role they had they had already filmed a bunch and she stepped in she was really just helping out so i think it was unnecessary that the two were being compared because honestly jung so min she just stepped in to help and she did an amazing job don't get me wrong but i don't think it was fair to go yun jung the backlash that re- she received because she was planned from the very start however anyways i think both ladies did a wonderful job jung so min and go yun jung's voices match near perfectly as Young-jin did many of the voiceovers in season one unbeknownst to some fans and their overall vibes both fit very well i loved jung so min for her comedic but fierce portrayal of naksu as mudok When she's Naksu, she channels that piercing fierceness that we see in the opening scene with Young Jung very well, and when she's Muduk, she's the complete opposite. There are many nuances to Naksu as Muduk that Jung So Min pulls off almost perfectly, Uh, but that being said, I do think seeing that Young Jung take over in part two was one of my favorite aspects of this, and that is mainly because... She originally, as Cho Young, was not able to live a normal life, and she was used for the entirety of her life. She had so many names and never had a chance to truly live as Young. And in the process of living as Jin Bu and regaining her memories, we see Naksu's true personality as both Naksu, the feared assassin, and the girl loved by her father, Cho Young. And I think it was just truly a writing masterpiece to see her portrayed as what she could have been. And slowly, as she uncovers more of her memories as Naksu, grow into that fierce and piercing confidence that she embodies. Jung could be called the original owner of that fierce trademark glare, honestly. And although we see it more on Jung So Min, I think they both encompass the essence of Naksu very, very well. Lastly, on the topic of characters, I'm sorry if this is getting a little long. I don't really know. I haven't been watching the time, Um, but I do want to give a shout out to some of the minor characters in the show that also I just want to include in this list of very well-done portrayals. So Yi is the first. We're introduced to her and we instantly think she's bad and annoying. And honestly, she kind of is both. But for parts of the second season, I do think she really carried the episode she was in. And as as annoying as she may have been, I couldn't even fully hate her. Like, she was trying to survive in a very harsh world in an upbringing that was unfair to her. And maybe it wasn't always the best route, but her selfless love, care, and willingness to sacrifice herself for Yul without a single moment of hesitation really showed that she did have good qualities. And I think it was just circumstances that made her the way she was. And it just makes her one of the characters that had development as one of the best. I want to shout out to Soyi's right hand as well, Yongpil. He, I believe, deserves some recognition. I know he wasn't in the series a whole lot, and he was really only in part two, very little, but I I did like him. I can only assume he fell into the business of the gambling den the same way Zoe was born and raised by pretty much being on the streets, but he did seem to have a good heart from what I can see, and he was just put into unfortunate circumstances again. He truly seemed to care about Zoe as well, and she did him. Like they shared meals together and that sort of thing. And it was just nice to see at the end of the series that he had become one of Yule's pupils because I really did feel like from the start, he had a good energy about him. And so that was nice to see that little touch to the ending. And I'm going to give a very begrudging shout out to Suni. She was annoying as all hell, and I actually have nothing good to say about her, or her master for that matter, but it was extremely unexpected to see her become Yul's pupil at the end. And also quite nice of Naksu as Buyan to vouch for her having good energy, despite all the uncomfortable moments Zuni created. And I can only hope this means she's on the track to becoming a better person as his pupil, because Yul is not going to go easy on her, and hopefully it also means she becomes less annoying. Uh, so I'll count that as character development at the very least. I'll give her that one. And then my last shout out is for Lady Jin. Since season one, I have absolutely loathed this woman. She is egotistical, haughty, prideful, and overall a very toxic parent. She always pushed Cho Yun to the back burner and only cared of Boo Yun, to the point of searching a decade for her missing daughter. And it was clear that Cho was a daddy's girl and that Lady Jin was strict with her and it just came off as like an uncaring parent. And then the whole it's Buyeon's body but not her soul thing came into play in the second season. And she was treating Naksu like an object the entire time to the point of stitching in a like tracking thread to her skin. And so while being told Buyeon's soul was gone and her daughter was dead, she still did all this, which I didn't approve of. And then Choyeon still was no, she didn't care about Cho Yun. She like she didn't convey I, I know she cared about her daughter but she didn't convey it well. But the ending of the series kind of showed a softer side to her I think. Her coming close to death and because her daughter saved her one last time before disappearing from that body. We see her being a mother to Cho Yun finally at the end of the series and we see that Young not Naksu not Buyun, but Cho Yun's kindness is I think what kindly find a broke through to her just with her conversation with master lee at the end lady jin seems to have allowed some of her hatred to wither away i wish it hadn't happened in the final episode because even cho yun seemed to know who was in that body the entire time and she was a lot more decent of a person than her mother was but i guess it was a good bit of character development nonetheless at least she's giving cho yun and Dongu attention, so can't complain too much there. Um, sorry for rambling. That was pretty much it. Those are the three main points and all of the little things that I liked about the drama. But all in all, Alchemy of Souls is one to mark down for the books as at least one of my favorite drama series ever, even with its up and downs. It was an outstanding fantasy series and one of the Hong Sisters' greatest works, I believe. The plot, storyline, characters, comedic timing, visuals, and cinematography, the costumes being a nice mix of Hwarong but modern style, and the CGI and acting, everything about Alchemy of Souls was just perfect. And the fantasy and the magic of the world are both engaging and very real as well, so you don't feel put out by that with the CGI. The plot and character growth are brilliant brilliantly done and the portrayals of these characters as well. I loved the cast and I'm very sad to not see them together for a while because they all became very familiar to me and very loved and very dear characters to me. There's been a lot of thought put into every single one of these characters which makes it easy for me personally to love them. Uh, but I think my final words for this are Alchemy of Souls is just gripping, exciting, kind of heart wrenching, and really beautiful to watch. And it's got a nice mix of action, comedy, romance, and a little bit of everything. And now that all 30 episodes are out and bingeable, I highly recommend it. There were a lot of theories that I didn't want to touch on in this episode for fear of making it too long. But let me know what your final thoughts on the series were. If any of your theories came true, uh, let me know just what you thought overall. And thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time. Bye.